Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach, and we're coming to you from our brand new state-of-the-art recording studio in our Pewaukee office. We used to record at the iHeartRadio station in Greenfield, but this studio in our office is just easier for scheduling. So now we record both our Money Sense show and our Philanthropic Community show right here in Pewaukee. In addition to that, we're now airing every week on Sundays at 10 a.m. This means that we'll have the opportunity to talk to twice as many wonderful people and nonprofits that are doing great things in our community. So if you're looking for a place to share your time, your talents, and your resources, this show is a great way to learn about a variety of different nonprofit options. Nearly 90% of seniors today want to stay in their homes as they age, often referred to as aging in place. Even if they need day-to-day assistance or ongoing health care during retirement, most, in fact 82%, would prefer to stay in their homes. So do you have a parent or a grandparent that needs their driveway shoveled or help with their taxes? Maybe they need to get to the grocery store or they need a ride to the doctor. Whether it's occasional help or more consistent assistance your senior needs, there's a host of resources that they or you may not even be aware of. Today we're going to learn about two nonprofit organizations that are providing resources for seniors and helping them stay in their homes and remain independent. My first guest today is Al Edmonds, founder of Love Thy Neighbor Foundation, and C.J. Ivanchenko, who is the PR advocate for the foundation. Welcome to the show today, Al and C.J. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's very sad to me when I learn of an elderly person that's alone with no family or help or support. But family doesn't need to be defined or limited to a biological connection. It can be people that love and surround you and are there for you in your time of need, like a neighbor, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I think love thy neighbor embodies, people that are there to help and support in times of need. So tell us, CJ, why are you so passionate about this organization called Love Thy Neighbor? Thank you, Jill, first of all, for giving us the opportunity to come and um, tell the public about what we do and what we have. So thank you for that. You're welcome. I kind of got involved in this several years ago, a couple years ago, when I had some time on my hands, and I had asked the Lord pretty much, Lord, where do you want to send me next? And Love Thy Neighbor kind of fell into my lap. I met Al Lemons. And he was passionate about starting a foundation or looking to fill the needs of seniors to be able to stay in their home and just educate them. And I went into it not knowing sure what part I would play. And the longer I stayed in it and the more involved we got, I saw the need that was there. And I'm 100% now involved and believe in it and see what it does and how many people have been um service from it and have found help from it Mm -hmm. so you just said point me in the direction lord and point me in the direction and give me wisdom and show me where it is you want me to go and he did just that right give you a mission field right absolutely so al i understand you're the heart and the soul of the foundation tell us what led you to start to start it oh it started with a family uh, incident that uh, i have an adopted brother and uh, his real brother's uh, uh, made each other power of attorneys, but they both got ill at the same time. And when they did, they they went into the to to the hospital, uh, 
and um, they, they um, uh, I'm I'm sorry. I, reliving this is going to be a little bit um, uh, uh, emotional for me. Sure, but, we uh, understand. That's fine. Uh, the, then, um, then the, the state. Uh, they were going to make us uh, guardians, and we were going to take care of them until they found out that there was like a quarter of a million dollars that the boys had stashed. And and um, they, they they were in their 80s. They had worked uh, over 60 years for the same companies. Um, and then uh, at that time, the, the state decided that they would, you know, take over the situation. And, and my family was working very hard and looking into what we could do to keep them in their own homes. And we did find that uh, Catholic charities would pick them up and and take care of them during the day, and we could get nurses, and it would have been a lot less expensive than putting them into into a home. And, uh, and then what we're talking about then is that people making decisions about where they're going to be when they, you know, and in their final ending. Right. And these boys that had worked all their lives, have not asked, always contributed to society, were suddenly put into a position where they were in a room, you know, with someone else, uh, a curtain in between them, looking at a little television set, and not where they could have been, should have been, and what the family could have done and should have done. Right. So, what at that time, I I made a vow that I want to do the the best that I can to make people aware of the things that are available to them, all of the services that are available to them. And in the, in the process of doing that, um, I got Eileen Soto, and, and she's found, this is going to just blow your mind. I, I thought we'd have a few on a piece of paper, 10, 12, 18 services. We're up to 325 services to help senior citizens just in this area. Mm. So we have so many things that, that that I can't in in this period of time, you know, tell you all the services that are available, and that's why we do the workshops and that. Uh, you know. So we're going to have a public educational program in order to to, to tell people. And let them know. And we're, you know, starting here, this is our first. one. this is the first time that we've been on radio. So oh, this that's is, exciting! Yeah, this is exciting. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, for for us. So we're going to start this uh, educational program to let people know that all of these services are and what they are, and then what it, you can gear it to them for people to be happy in the end of their lives. You know, and they would. It's an individual, just as you would. You know, whatever you pick in your life, it would be something that you want to do. Your your choices, not someone else's choices, but how you want to live. Right, right. To you be know, proactive so th- instead of reactive in mm-hmm. your yeah. absolutely yes. yes, right. So, so would you say then that resources or maybe the lack thereof is the biggest hindrance for seniors when it comes to aging in place? Well, the the lack of planning, but the resources are there. There's something for everybody. You can you you can you can choose a very happy ending. There's no there's no question about that. But you know what would work for you, but it may not work for someone else. You know we went into a, 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 what I would call community living, but because it's a little bit more upscale than you know than the place I just talked to you about about mm-hmm. you know where you have your own um, like assisted living, sure, and that kind of thing. We walked into a, a, a building. 
and 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 I and standing by the front door is a guy saying, "I just really don't like it here, boy. I want to move someplace else. I really, you know, this is not for me. I'm I'm going to go to a another facility. It's not a facility really, but he wanted to be where there are other vets like him. Okay, you know, and and he knew of a place, so he couldn't wait to get out. I I moved just a little further, twenty feet away. There's three ladies, and and I said, "What do you think about this place?" And she's and they said. We love it here. Mm. This is absolutely perfect. The best thing that ever happened to me. I lost my husband. And and here I am in a place where I have assurance and other people that I can talk to. I don't have to bother the kids. If the kids want to come and see me, they should make an appointment, you know, because <laughs> I'm kind of busy, you know. So and got to prepare myself for the kids yeah. coming. Yeah, in. yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I think of my uh, my mom, I mean, I want her. She's still in her home in her uh, early eighties, and that's what I would want as her daughter. I mean, that's what we want to hear from our from our parents or our grandparents that they love where they are, uh, and they're happy and content. And, and so, if, the, if if she chooses that, we correct. can help her stay there. Yes, and more important than helping her stay there. We can help you help her stay there. Mm-hmm. We can give you all of the things that that would help you do because you're busy. You have you're busy. You have a job. You have a life. You've got other things you want to do. But we can we can show you the things that that will help you so that you know you don't get you know overtired and sure. So the, the resources are there, is what we're saying. The it's just, so it's not lack of resources. Not at all. Yeah, the resources are there. It's just making people aware of them. That's it. And that's why we offer the website, comprehensive website. We have a free referral service where we have the phone number you can call, whatever your needs might be. And we also have the free monthly workshops to educate families and individuals of the services there. Oh. Okay. Well, stay tuned to find out what some of those workshops are. Uh, and how you can participate in, participate in them. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm sitting here chatting with Alan C.J. from the Love Thy Neighbor Foundation. You know, one of the things we hear over and over again after people listen to our show is, I had no idea such an organization existed. And that's really why we do the show, so people are aware of some of the wonderful resources that are available to them. So now we know there's a resource called Love Thy Neighbor Foundation uh, for seniors. So tell us about some of the workshops that uh, you do. Okay, we are lucky enough to be going into our third year, so we've had quite a few workshops over the last several years. And every month we offer a different um, resource some of the vendors that we have we've had transportation different places in case you're looking how to get from one place to the next some are free some are not we've had food service if you need groceries delivered if you want them delivered just dropped on the table or you actually would like someone to put them away for you there are stores that offer that too nice. we have had a really an, a really nice one is in fall usually starts in october till the beginning of december open enrollment for seniors for different insurances and we educate them on the changes that have been made and other services that might be out there and we always have someone come and explain those to them and we're talking about partnering with you in that endeavor because we have a director of tax uh, and director of insurance services right here 
on staff, and so we talked about partnering with you with possibly doing something to to help educate the seniors in that That would regard. be wonderful. We always yeah. learn something new, and we welcome that for sure. Exactly. What about taking a loved one or an elderly person to the doctor? You know, that would be part of the transportation. Of course, whenever we have our workshops, you can always ask questions. We can tell you what we have available, no matter who the vendor is. But we do have some of those on um, on our website with the different services, over the 300 services. We do have that available. You can call our number, which is 414-562-6666. We'd be glad to um, look up the vendor for you, or you can go to our website, which is lovethyneighborfoundation.org, and that information is available for anyone, be it a family member or a person, looking for different transportation. There are many different services for okay, them. Okay, wonderful. So so what can somebody expect when they come to a workshop? How does fun. the whole process? What's that? Fun. Fun. Well, fun. Hey, Let I'm me there. say that, too. I'm fun. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Fun, I'm there. I'm there. Okay. And, 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 we'll save you a seat, Joe. It's, it's really, we, we, we stumbled onto something that really works. And and uh, fun is a part of it. But, you know, we, we've got very serious subjects here. Mm-hmm. We're talking about what is, you know, what's going to happen to you when that time comes. And we're, we're crisis-driven, you know, so we wait until that time. And that's what we want to that's what we want to solve or cure. Mm-hmm. We want to say to people, look, don't wait, don't wait to, and until something happens to you, and then try to figure out at the last minute where you're going to go, because it may not be where you where you want to be. So, because that's so serious, but then, uh, and we what we found is that instead of having uh, companies and like yours, when you come by us, we're only going to give you a minute. Okay. So <laughs> we're going to plant that seed. What will seed. happen? So we, so we have elevator speeches for 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 all of the vendors coming. We have ten, twelve, fifteen of them at a, at a time. It's so popular that right now we got we had a hundred and twenty people show up. Wow, that's at, awesome! In, in in one room, all of it, and it's like a big support group mm-hmm. because you know as you talk, I will interrupt you. And I'll say, wait a minute, you know, are you really and going to do this? And he's not kidding, Joe. He <laughs> will interrupt I will do, because what, well, you, you know, when, when I come to the, to, to your, to your building and to where you are, you know, it's, it's a very comfortable, very warm thing. And, 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 and I can say things about you that you can't say about yourself, you know, how warm you make it. And, you know, what you're doing is you're asking people to manage their, their money. And what, 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 uh, and that as you, as you do that, you know, you really care about the people, right? Well, it's you all know. a relationship. We want we want yeah, a relationship, sure. right? That starts you know, there. Yeah. Right. So, I, I I own fifteen homes. You know, so I know how to manage my money. Do I? Well, no, not the parts that you that you went to school with and you and did that. So, that's what we're doing. We're educating people as as these the vendors come in, and or the service organizations as they as they come in. They are looking to, to tell people what they're what they can do to help them, so we give them that period of time. But not everybody in the room is interested about that part. Mm-hmm. Right. So then, then you can stay afterwards, and then you see them one on one because that's your biggest. That's where you excel. If you can talk to a whole group, but you have to. What you need is to be next to the person across the table and say, "Look, here's what we can do and help you." Because mm-hmm. in and in the end, when you help people manage their money. You know, they they actually are benefit. They benefit. 
even though that there's a you know some some fee that you have to you know to pay the electricity and stuff you know <laughs> that that kind of thing. Let so me also say though too, Jill, that Al did mention fun, and it's great fun. We have a great time. However, it's educational. You're going to find out things that you did not know when you came in. Our favorite line is, I didn't know that. That We always say that ourselves from the different vendors. But we do. We have fun giveaways. There's treats. And all I can there's say treats. to someone, there's, there's treats. See, we already okay. have a chair. There you go. You have a chair reserved. But I promise everyone that's coming that you will find things that you did not know before and will be useful in the future for yourself, for your family. I promise you got to come and you're going to have a really good time. And you'll be educated on the resources that are out there for seniors. Let me give you an example. There's a thing called Go-Go Grandparent. Now, everybody knows about Uber. I don't think there's anyone that doesn't know about mm-hmm. the Ubers, right? But you have to know how to uh, work to say you got to go on your telephone and you've got to pick app, this and, right, and you right. have to find an app, you know. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so so what happened is that uh, the, there's a company called Go-Go Grandparent where you can call this number. I'm going to give it 855 464 Six eight seven two. One more time. Eight five five four six four six eight seven two. And this is not grandparents that are dancing around these go go skirts and no, go go no. boots and this is anyone this is anyone that doesn't want to work in the system, get an app going there. <laughs> yeah. All you do is call them and they do it for you. Nice. You know, nice. and then within fifteen minutes they have they have a, a, an Uber person that's nice, you know, that's next to you and you know, and, and they'll pick you up and take you. Very nice. And you don't have to do that. That's just an example. And everybody we tell that to said, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And they'll let you know the person's car, the person's name. So it isn't a stranger that's picking you up, which is also welcoming. Yeah. Even and for that's, myself. That's awesome because I know my mom travels all over the world and, and has to rely on getting to the airport and mm-hmm. says, I have, I don't even know how to use a cell phone. We just got her one recently. But, you know, she's in her 80s. And so that's a challenge. It's a challenge for me. And I'm, and I'm not a senior. But trying to navigate an application on a phone is difficult for seniors. And so knowing they have a place they can just call and someone will help them, that's awesome. And when they pull up, you know the car, you know the person's name. They get out, they tell you their name. Nice. Much more comfortable and easy to transport. Absolutely. Well, my mom doesn't live in the Greenfield area, but I know she'd love to take advantage of some of the services that you offer. So do you hope to expand in other areas of the we, city? We do, and we already have, of course. Um, we're in Greendale, Wisconsin right now. And there again, go to our website, lovethyneighborfoundation.org, to find out where the meeting place is is and the dates and the times but it isn't just milwaukee county we are everywhere you can find different resources and we're continuing to grow so please call us or look at the website and we'd be glad to help you find the area that you're in awesome well i'm curious about growth you know what have you seen growth wise in the foundation and what are your plans for future growth we have our first um, workshop, we had like 25 people a couple years ago. As Al had mentioned, we are over 120 now, and the resources keep growing. Eileen Soto, the web person, keeps finding all these different resources. We've been asked to present in different communities, which is the intention just to educate other seniors and just build off of that and just keep educating families, seniors, medical professionals, anyone who need these services. Okay, well, then that gets to my next question. How can we help? How can we make seniors' lives better as they age? We can educate them once again. We can, um, please, coming to the workshop, going to 
um, the different meetings and things that we have is Volu just educate them. And if anyone's looking for any volunteer okay. opportunities, we can always use people, volunteers for our own organization. But we also have had website, a website. We've also had um, different foundation meetings with organizations that are looking for volunteers, even the park services, the pets organizations. So definitely we have uh, volunteer opportunities. Okay, and like what Ellen Becker Investment Group is doing, we're partnering with you to share our knowledge. And, Absolutely. And, which knowledge. will ultimately benefit yes. a number of seniors. So uh, before we leave, can we get one more time contact information and phone numbers? Yes, please go to lovethyneighborfoundation.org for the website, and that's where the resources are listed as long as, as well as our future meetings what dates, times, and different subjects that we'll have, or please call us direct at 414-562-6666. We'd be glad to help you. Awesome. Hope to see you at our next workshop. Yes, absolutely. Save me a chair. Okay. With a donut got, with right chocolate. Donut and coffee. Chocolate. We've got it. We'll have it for you. <laughs> well, thank you, Alan CJ, for all you and Love Thy Neighbor Foundation do to help support seniors in our community. Uh, stay tuned to hear from another Milwaukee organization that not only offers various senior services, but also provides a network of other resources to the community. We will be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach. My next guest is Kim Dawson-Brooks and George Hinton, who is CEO of the SDC, or the Social Development Commission. Thank you both for being here today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Welcome. I understand, George, that, um, that you grew up in, in poverty. Uh, how has that affected your life's work? Um, actually, it's been extremely important to describe how I am today. Uh, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for my uh, experiences as a child, uh, even uh, some of the negative and positive experiences has, has really guided me through all my milestones in life, some being good and some being bad. Um, I, my family moved to Milwaukee in, in the 50s. Uh, I was around two years old at the time. Uh, at that point, we were somewhat of a stable family. Uh, there was a male who would work, who was working, and my grandmother who uh, took care of the family. Uh, but then there was a tragedy in our family very early on when I was about three to four years old where mm -hmm. uh, he was out fishing on Lake Michigan and, and I slipped off the pier and died. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it, that was a tragedy that took our family in a whole different direction. I imagine. And, Sorry to hear that. Yeah, so we we kind of kind of went from that point of being somewhat stable to really a a position where we were uh, not only being an African American in Milwaukee, but also being a lot more challenged from the economic pressures of not having a male providing that type of income for our family. Mm. So we moved from where we were actually to other parts of Milwaukee that were more affordable but not as nice okay. in terms of the housing and those types of things. Uh, uh, I didn't realize I was poor. Sure. Because I think most people say that, right? <laughs> you, know, you don't realize. You have the love of the family. It was, yeah, and, and I was truly raised by women mm -hmm. and with examples now of males from others. 
So it was a really female-dominant process. My grandmother and my mother, uh, eventually my mother married, had eight kids. My stepfather at that point, uh, he was my stepfather, um, he even died. He got shot when we when I was twelve. Oh my goodness! So it, it seemed like for for me specifically, those kinds of tragedies uh, with males specifically mm-hmm. put our family into a situation when it was very much a female dominated process. Uh, good in many ways, uh, bad in some. Sure. Uh, and we see some of that today. I think in 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 our in our community. Um, but uh, so uh, I think with that, though, came a situation where as I grew up, uh, my grandma did a good job with my mother to make sure we were educated to the best that they could. Cause that was during the time of segregation. Um, so the resources weren't always there. But we had great teachers. Mm-hmm. I would put it that way. And but, and but as I got older and I needed a little bit more male influence, I think that's where uh, I became uh, not able to stay within the framework of the values of my family mm-hmm. and find myself getting into a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. I eventually dropped out of school. Back then, though, luckily, I was able to go into the Marine Corps, okay. which uh, is not available to a lot of young people today. And I think if I hadn't have done that, I probably would have went to jail. As a matter of fact, I was headed and doing some things that would probably have, at some point, uh, that would have been an outcome. Because there was not a lot of work for us. I was dropping, I had dropped out of school. I didn't have a lot of counseling about what I should do one way or the other. And so for me, going to the Marine Corps was an option that my mother, I think, in her great wisdom and fear of what might happen to me if I hadn't done something, mm-hmm. made it possible for me to go into the Marine Corps. Yeah. I mean, they say that uh, all things for a reason and, you know, that everybody learns from the situations they've gone through and that your pain is never wasted. Right. right? You know, God uses every situation for good. We may not see you know, right away, but we can often see in hindsight what, uh, you know, how it's being used for, for good. Wow. I mean, you've had some some tragedy in, in your life and and but you look at where you're at right now and you've been able to use all those situations for for good. Um, on the opposite end of the spectrum, Kim, your experience was a little different. Uh, tell us about that. Um, so I grew up in Chicago. And Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's the Go. door. No. <laughs> Go Bears. Right. Oh. <laughs> right. Um, I had a great childhood uh, financially. Um, I wanted f- for nothing. I went to private schools. Um had a summer home on the lake, um, grew up, uh, became a reporter, worked in cities around the country. I'm saying that, uh, not to be braggadocious, but to make a point, and that's that poverty can happen to anyone, regardless of what your background is, um, I guess it was maybe, what, maybe about five years ago, I found myself unable to reenter the job market after taking a break. And my husband was also unemployed at that time, and we watched our 401k just disappear. And I felt myself really start to get desperate. 
um, we have two young children and um, we were able to eventually go back to work and rebuild our careers and and our lives but I said that I never wanted to forget that experience. Mr. Hinton always says that uh, poverty is just a snapshot in time. Mm -hmm. And I think often there's a lot of shame associated with poverty, particularly if you um, are around people who are doing well. Nobody's going to say, you know what, I really don't know that I'm going to be able to make my mortgage this month. We don't talk about that. And I think we should be able to talk about those type of issues and um, support each other. And I think that's what SDC helps facilitate. It helps people find their path again. Um, Someone like me and certainly a Mr. Hinton who eventually became the CEO of one of the major hospitals in this region, Um, it's a little bit easier uh, to rebuild your life, right? When you well, have an education and you have resources. Well, and that's 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 the part that I I really want people to understand. I think if you your milestones in life can be positive or negative, but with the right types of support, right? Um, and and I mean truly the right support through your life, um, and people giving you opportunities, people can be can be successful. And I find myself, uh, I was able to uh, come out to Marine Corps, not only get my high school diploma, get my bachelor's degree, my master's degree. Awesome. Worked in healthcare for 30 years. And my last job was the president of Aurora Sinai Medical Center before I took, took on this role. Okay. Wow. Well, speaking of this role and the Social Development Commission, how, what is its mission? You know, help us all understand um, what basically uh, people should know about the SDC. Well, the mission is to provide resources to people in our community who are in poverty to help them help themselves out of poverty. Okay. Seniors, so, not specifically, but certainly included in it, that. Yes. Definitely seniors because a large percentage of our population who are seniors are actually in poverty. Mm. Um, uh, most people in poverty are children and seniors. Mm. But that's the, as you said before, children don't know. You know, they don't. Don't. as long as they have love, they they don't consider themselves uh, maybe at that poverty level. N- no, but they can. The effects of it can be sure. definitely seen as they go on. And so, yeah, we we're so we're a two we're a two part agency. We're both a cap agency. We're one of a hundred cap agencies, community action partner agencies, in the United States. We were created during the nineteenth. During uh, Johnson's War on Poverty, he created cap agencies throughout the country. So there's 16 of us in the state of Wisconsin. Oh, okay. So we're one of 16. Okay. But we're also a commission on poverty, which means we study poverty and try to help figure out how to best help our community gather its resources to support people so they can move from their present state to a state that's better, a state that's better than what they are right now. Okay. All right. Well, stay tuned to learn about some of the biggest challenges facing older people today and how the Social Development Commission is helping. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community. 
with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm chatting with Kim Dawson-Brooks and George Hinton from the SDC. So what do you think are some of the biggest challenges facing older people today, and how does the Social Development Commission help? Uh, I think, like I said earlier, um, uh, many people who are in uh, later stages of life find themselves in poverty and can be their whole life can be destabilized as a result of so you know it's almost like a reversal you know you you start out as a in a in a sense by yourself but truly there's so many seniors out there that are truly by themselves and their health is starting to to uh, give way to issues that are keeping them from having a, the quality of life that they should. So what we try to do is find resources that are going to support seniors during those stages of life, support their families during those stages of life, because sure. a lot of families are working. So we need to find ways to keep our seniors engaged. They're very important to the culture of our communities, and we need to keep them engaged, give them things to do, help them to find ways to contribute back into our community, but also just to plain support them. And there's a lot of opportunities to do that. And and you guys partner at times with the um, Love Thy Neighbor Foundation, who was our first guest. You are going to be talk, having further discussions as a result of the meeting for this interview uh, where you guys can share share your resources and you would be able to help them. I think we were talking about in the way of taxes, um, you know, different services that you guys can, can help. So we want to make sure that there's that cross uh, resource, you know, sharing resources across with the different organizations. Absolutely. Going back to the Senior Companion Program for just a moment, that's probably one of my um, favorite programs because I helped care for my aging parents before they died. And I think families, it's difficult to be a caregiver. And that program gives families a break. A volunteer comes into the home and uh, will take uh, perhaps the senior to a, to a doc, to the doctor's office. Um, I think you have a lot of families who are part of the sandwich generation, people who have younger kids and are caring for older parents and working. And that's stressful Mm -hmm. and very challenging and the senior companion program gives people in those situations a break i visited with one of our families recently the um senior in the home um has a debilitating disease his wife is a primary caregiver uh, he's developed a wonderful friendship with his companion who visits a couple times a week. Um, they explore music, poetry, um, the arts together. Oh, nice. And one of the things that was most powerful was when the wife said, you know, I get to do something for myself. Sure. Yeah. So that's a huge help to families. And when you think about it, um, services like that are what help aging adults stay in their own home. Right, right. What about, um, there, I understand you have something called the Weatherization Residential Services. What is what is that? That's a program that allows us to go in and bring resources to bring the home back up to a livable state. 
Oh, okay. Especially weatherization really helps to weatherize homes so that they become energy efficient. Now, some of our challenges around that is there's a, the house has to meet certain basic qualifications. And for many seniors, they have issues with roofing. Well, that's not covered through weatherization. Oh, okay. But the roof has to be in good shape before we can even do weatherization. So for us, one of the holes in our community is trying to have enough money to help people um, get their homes to a point where they can actually take advantage of some of the other uh, fund, funding that we have across the state. So we, we work with other organizations in the community, but we find that to be somewhat short, which is unfortunate because there's a lot of seniors who are not able to get the type of services that they they deserve and that we can give to them because there's not enough funding to do some of the things like fix a roof. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the home stock is in Milwaukee is getting pretty old and roofs are starting to need be oh. repaired. Yeah. And well, think about too, um, the people that we're helping. These are people who have helped build and stabilize our neighborhoods. These are people who were proud and the ones who had the most beautiful yards and homes in the neighborhood. Um, They still are proud homeowners, but they need help. And sometimes I think there's a little bit of shame that comes with not being able to maintain the home the way they used to. So that's why this program is so important. Also, um, the elderly uh, Milwaukee County residents who we serve are at risk of becoming victims. We had one client who had three different roofers come to her home. She paid out more than $25,000 of her money, and she thought that she was going to be set for retirement. Mm. And after $25,000, the roof still wasn't fixed until our crew came in and actually fixed the roof properly. Mm. Where will these residents be without a program like um, weatherization. Yeah. And, and, and a nice thing about that is that once we get in the home, we can as, create a relationship with that senior and then bring other resources to the table that they may need. Yeah. Well, well when you talk about that, it, it reminds me of a statistic that I read that said seniors are more likely to face discrimination more often than any other age group, that they're mocked for having senior moments and lapses in memory. I mean, I have those. <laughs> and, I'm not e- and I'm not even a senior. You know, they're also at risk for social isolation and depression. So connecting young people and seniors can be extremely beneficial, not only in fostering understanding between the two generations, but also for improving overall health. So you have something called your foster grandparent program. Can you tell us about that? Now, if senior companion is Kim's favorite, this foster grandparent program is mine because it it represents a, a two generational approach where our seniors who are still able to do so, go into the schools and really set up relationship and mentoring and coaching with the young people in the elementary uh, and daycares. And and so it's a huge way of really trying to repair some of the damage done through the destruction of families by bringing seniors in. We find seniors are able to connect with young people in a special kind of way. And, and, um, that has been a very, very successful program, not only for the seniors because it gives them that ability to 
extend themselves into the to the community in a very special way but it also gives those children an opportunity to feel the type of love mm. that only a senior or only a grandfather or a grandmother can give yeah and i think that's sadly lacking in our society now as far as that intergenerational connection you know the it's so important i smile when i uh when I see my, my mother and my daughter having a conversation, in fact, it just happened yesterday where my mother said, do, do you know the story of how your grandfather and I met? And although my daughter doesn't remember, I mean, she was told, but so my mother retold that story. And when we were driving home, my, my daughter said, I, I don't remember that. That's, that's really interesting. And having a mother-in-law that migrated from Greece to America and the stories that she tells. And I think that's so um, it's it's such a rich opportunity for to make that connection between the generations, both within the family, but also outside of those boundaries, right? right? You exactly. Know, I think that's that's uh, that's awesome. And hearing these stories that you talk about about how you have impacted families and what you're doing, how you're able to make a difference, is really what we want to shine a light on because that's again that's what this this radio program is is hoping to do is to to make sure that people are aware that the resources are out there. They just, people have to be aware of them. So, so we really appreciate what you're doing. If you can share with us one more time, um, uh, well, contact information, like telephone numbers, people can, can, uh, uh, can, can call and maybe a Facebook page, website. When somebody's out there listening and saying, I really can see myself using those resources, how do I get a hold of you? Certainly within the day of, of Googling, they can just Google social Development Commission, but if somebody has uh, specific information, that would be helpful. We have a very active Facebook page, um, and we certainly encourage people to go to SDC Milwaukee at Facebook. Um, Our website is www.cr-sdc.org. We have details about all of our programs there. Okay. So if people are interested in dates for for programs coming up, they can just go to your website and uh, get that information or call and get information. Okay. Well, thank you, Kim and George, for helping us understand how you're providing help and support for seniors as well as others in the community. Certainly, there's so many things that SDC offers that we haven't been able to cover, but as we say, we're just planting that mustard seed so people know that that resource exists and they can go out and and make a connection. So thank you, and thank you for all that you do uh, for the people in, in the Milwaukee area. I also want to thank Al Emmons and C.J. Ivanshenko from the Love Thy Neighbor Foundation. We appreciate your passion for helping and serving others. If you would like further information about the people or the organizations we talked to today, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. Also, no worries if you've missed a show. You can visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to the podcast or you can visit the News Talk 1130 website for the podcast as well. You can also tune in via the iHeartRadio app or ask Alexa to play WISN AM 1130. So join us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. to learn more about some great people and organizations that are making a difference in our community. I encourage you to find an organization that will align with your passion and then share your talents and your treasures with that organization. So find a way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Have a wonderful Sunday.